On August 28, 1955, while visiting family in Mississippi, a 14-year-old African-American boy is brutally murdered for allegedly flirting with a white woman just days earlier. His attackers, the white woman's husband and his half-brother, made him carry a 75-pound cotton gin fan to the bank of the Tallahatchie River and ordered him to take off his clothes. The two men nearly beat him to death. They gouged out his eye and shot him in the head. They then threw his body, tied to the fan with barbed wire, into the river. That boy was Emmett Till, and this is his story. Emmett Till grew up in a working class neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. And though he had attended a segregated elementary school, he wasn't prepared for the level of segregation he encountered in Mississippi. Emmett was a prankster. On August 24th, while standing with his cousins and some friends outside of a country store, Emmett joked that his girlfriend back at home was white. His friends didn't believe him. They dared him to go into the store and ask the white woman sitting behind the counter on a date. Emmett went in, he bought some candy, and on his way out he was heard saying, bye baby, to the woman. There were no witnesses in the store, but Carolyn Bryant, the woman behind the counter, she later claimed that he grabbed her, made lewd advances, and wolf whistled at her as he sauntered out. Roy Bryant, the owner of the store and the woman's husband, returned from a business trip a few days later and heard how Emmett had allegedly spoken to his wife. Enraged, Bryant, along with his half-brother, J.W. Millam, went to the home of Till's great-uncle, Moses Wright, in the early morning hours of August 28th. The two of them demanded to see the boy. Despite pleas from Wright, they forced Emmett into their car. After driving around in the Mississippi night and perhaps beating him along the way, they drove him down to the Tallahatchie River. Three days later, his corpse was recovered, but was so disfigured that Moses Wright could only identify his great-nephew by an initialed ring. The authorities wanted to bury the body quickly, but Till's mother, Mamie Bryant, requested it be sent back to Chicago. After seeing his mutilated remains, she decided to have an open casket funeral so that all of the world could see what racist murderers had done to her only son. An estimated 50,000 mourners attended. Jet Magazine published a photo of Emmett's corpse and soon the mainstream media picked up on the story. Less than two weeks after Emmett's body was buried, Bryant and Millam went on trial in a segregated courthouse in Sumner, Mississippi. There were few witnesses besides Moses Wright who positively identified the defendants as Emmett's killers. Then on September 23rd, the all-white, all-male jury deliberated for less than an hour before issuing a verdict of not guilty. 
the jury claimed it would have reached its decision even more quickly despite overwhelming evidence that defendants were guilty had they not taken a soda break. Many people around the country were outraged by the decision and also by the state's decision not to indict Bryant and Millam on separate charges of kidnapping. Protected against double jeopardy, the two men publicly admitted in a 1956 interview that they had indeed killed Till. Till's murder brought to light the brutality of Jim Crow segregation in the South and was an early impetus of the African-American Civil Rights Movement. In 2017, an author by the name of Timothy Tyson released details of a 2008 interview with Carolyn Bryant during which she disclosed that she had fabricated the most sensational part of her testimony. Tyson said during the interview, Brian retracted her testimony that Till had grabbed her around her waist and uttered obscenities, saying that part's not true. The jury never heard Bryant testify. The judge ruled it was inadmissible, but the court spectators heard. In the 2008 interview, the 72-year-old Bryant said she could not remember the rest of the events that occurred between her and Till in the grocery store. She also said nothing that boy did could ever justify what happened to him. An editorial in the New York Times said regarding Bryant's admission that portions of her testimony were false, this admission is a reminder of how black lives were sacrificed to white lies in places like Mississippi. It also raises anew the question of why no one was brought to justice in the most notorious racially motivated murder of the 20th century, despite an extensive investigation by the FBI.